one. This happened a couple of years ago, when I was 11. It was around 8pm, and I was eating dinner with my family at a restaurant. The way the restaurant was set up was that there was a tiny room you went through with one of those skill cranes with the stuffed animals before you actually entered the restaurant. And right in front is where you sit and wait to be seated at your table. Our booth sat on the right of the little entrance room. While I was eating, I looked up at the room, which had a window and was facing me, and saw a creepy-looking homeless man. I'll try to describe him the best I can remember him. He was Asian, he had dirty and frizzled hair, one shoe on, a dirty red plaid robe, and was holding a pillow and a teddy bear. Yes, a teddy bear in one hand, and a styrofoam cup in the other, and he limped, just like a zombie. He slowly turned his head to me and stared creepily at me. I was creeped out, so switched seats with my dad, since I was sitting on the opening of the booth. The man then went up to the waiter and asked for water, like this. Weirded out, the waiter went back to the kitchen with the cup to get him some water. While the waiter was gone, the homeless man slowly limped over to my table. Everyone was staring. My dad said, What the hell do you want? The man said, Him, pointing at me. I screamed, and he limped out of the restaurant without getting his water. Then he went to the window and stared coldly at me for about ten seconds, then limped away. The waiter rushed over and immediately apologised and offered to change our seats in case he comes back. About two or three minutes later, the same man comes back. I see the chef look at him, and the man just runs out with no limp at all. At that point, I was scared shitless. They have one of the waiters walk us to our car, just in case the man was there. I guess they called the cops because I saw several cop cars rush to the restaurant. Unfortunately, it doesn't end there. An hour after we got back to the house, the doorbell rang. I went to the door, wondering why somebody would ring the bell at nine at night. Being stupid, I opened the door without caution. It was the same man from the restaurant. I still don't know how the hell he found our house. I screamed bloody murder. My dad got his baseball bat and chased the man down the road. Cops were called and they found him running a few streets away. Apparently, he had a list full of mental illnesses, such as schizophrenia and other disorders. The police found a kitchen knife in one of the pockets of his robe. He was institutionalised, and has been in there since. Sometimes, I still have nightmares about that man escaping and kidnapping me from my house. 2. This is a story that my dad shared with me. He grew up in a small suburb community of Stowe, Ohio, with his parents and older sister. Across the street from him lived a boy named Richard Coey. He was the same age as my dad and he described him as a scrawny, red-headed troublemaker. He would spit at people as they walked past him and he even set fire to a house in the neighbourhood then blamed it on the kid who had special needs. Nothing, however, he did as a child could ever compare to the crimes and atrocities that he had committed when he was only 19 years old. 
My dad had just started his sophomore year of college when he heard the news. Richard and his friends Clinton and Kenneth were throwing pieces of concrete off a local bridge and onto the interstate when one of them struck the vehicle of a 21-year-old Wendy and her friend, 20-year-old Dawn, who was also in the car. They were sorority sisters who had just gotten off work at a local restaurant. At this point, Kenneth decided he had had enough and went home. This was when Richard and Clinton came up with their evil scheme. Both of the young men approached the girls, offering them help, offering them a ride even. They drove the girls to a shopping centre where they called to tell their parents that they're all alright, but this was all a part of the plan. The two then forced the girls into the back of the car, tied their hands together and drove them down to the back of a local mall where they raped, stabbed and tortured them for three gruelling hours. They abandoned their bodies in a field but only after they carved large X's onto their stomachs. Richard and Clinton then decided they wanted to sell the girls clothes and jewellery to try and make some money, not even caring about the crime they had just committed. When Richard couldn't find a buyer for these items, he decided to burn them in his backyard, which woke up my grandparents. My grandfather then called the police to report that yet another neighbourhood disturbance from the hands of Richard. The police gathered the items for evidence after finding Wendy's car abandoned. They arrested Richard and began the investigation. Clinton and Richard were both arrested with charges of murder. They'd found some bloody pocket knife used to stab Wendy in the neck in Clinton's pocket when he is arrested. And some of the burned items still had traces of the girl's blood. That's how bad they'd been murdered. Since Clinton was only 17, he had to be spared the death sentence, so he's currently serving life in prison right now. Richard, however, was given the death penalty, so on October the 14th, 2003, he was executed by lethal injection. Wendy's family was present at his execution. Every time I visit my grandparents and look across the street at the house, I can't help but to get the chills Richard, I'm glad that I never met with him, and I'm certainly glad my dad was smart enough never to be friends with him growing up. 3. So, a little background first. I met my girlfriend about 7 months ago, while I was in my first year of college, and she was in her last year of high school. She's originally from China, and moved to the country I live in about 3 years ago. Right now, she's back in China for a few months to visit her family before she starts college. Today, I got off work and noticed my girlfriend had messaged me a ton on QQ, which is a Chinese social network. It was strange to me, since she had gone to sleep about 9am my time, and told me she'd be up around 4pm. It said she'd sent a ton of messages around 1pm. Normally, she wouldn't do anything like this, so I knew something strange was up. I opened my phone, thinking she likely just had a bad dream or something but nothing prepared me for what I was about to see. She messaged me in a very distressed and confused tone, saying that I should look on this Chinese forum post this anonymous guy sent her. There was photos of us on there. At first, I thought she just meant photos off of QQ that she'd posted of us, since we've had people steal photos from there before. 
I open up the link she sent me, and suddenly, I felt my whole body freeze up because of what I saw. Photos of us, hundreds of them, taken by someone else. The first few photos looked like someone had just taken them from behind us while we were walking together. The more I scrolled, the creepier it got. Photos of us at parks, on the bus, at the movie theatre, in the mall, at a sushi restaurant, pretty much every single public place I had ever been with her. I was creeped out completely at this point. This person seemed to have taken photos of us every time we went on a date together, but it got worse. I scrolled more and found photos just of me using a stall in a public washroom. It looked like they had been taken by putting their camera over the wall of the stall next to me. Then there were photos of the exact same thing, but with my girlfriend. I felt sick to my stomach looking at these, but then I saw the worst ones of them all. Photos of us in my room hanging out, sleeping together, and having sex. My room was on the fifth floor of the residence at the college I was at, with no buildings facing it. I normally kept my blinds open all the time because I liked the sunlight and didn't fear anyone looking in. It looked like it was taken from a similar height my room was at. The only thing I could think that they could have took these photos with without using something like a drone was if their camera had an incredible zoom function. I asked my girlfriend if she had ever noticed anyone stalking us, and she said no. I have no idea how we could never notice this person following us everywhere. It seems to be only one person that did this though, since the photos of me and my girlfriend individually never seemed to occur at the same time. I am currently contacting the authorities about this, but I am unsure of how much they could help, or even if they can find out who stalked us. So, creepy stalker person with a camera, let's not meet. 4. A few years back, my friend and I decided to take a mini vacation for her birthday. I thought it was a great idea and our destination was only a day away so I brought her a few presents and we set off the following morning. We were about two hours away from my house when the car was in desperate need of gas. We'd looked around for a while but all the other gas stations were closed. Weird. Finally. My friend spotted an old beat up looking gas station about a mile away on the other side of the road and felt a sigh of relief as we got closer to the gas station. We both stepped out of the car as my friend told me she was going to go and try and find a bathroom. I looked at the gas pump but it looked like it hadn't been used in almost 20 years. Just then an elderly looking man stepped out of a rickety wooden house across from the gas station, I'm guessing he owned it. Hello there darling, he said like some creepy old man that flirts with 14 year olds. Hi, I need some gas. I looked at my wallet and showed him that I had $20. He looked down at the money and back up at me and given me a smile but only to reveal that he had some teeth missing and he slowly grabbed the money from me. I'll be right back with you darling, he said, doing a creepy laugh as he did. I turned around to watch him disappear into the garage when my friend came back looking startled. Bad bathroom, I said, half jokingly trying to be sympathetic but 
she avoided my gaze and got back into the car, not even saying a word. I thought it was strange as since she told me everything when the old man came back and filled up my car. I thanked him for the gas and suddenly he piped up. Where are you two ladies going? I looked to my friend who was staring at her feet in fear and I decided I had to answer. Mississippi, thanks. I was about to pull away when he put his hand on the inside of my car and asked if we needed directions to our hotel. I politely told him no, but he gave me directions anyway in case we ever needed them. I drove away and I could see him just watching, staring at us the whole way down the road until we were out of sight. Fast forward three hours, we were horribly lost. I must have driven around in a circle for miles and miles. My friend suggested that we pulled over to the side of the road so that we could use our phones for directions. No damn signal, I thought to myself when I remembered the directions the old man had gave us. We followed them and we drove off a desolate rocky road when we came upon an abandoned cottage. My friend and I both looked at each other and knew right away something wasn't right. This was no hotel. I turned around quickly when my friend gasped and pointed a figure standing in our path. He walked towards us and he had something in his pocket that caught my eye. It, it was a hunting knife. Needless to say, we bolted it out of there like a bat out of hell and eventually found the hotel. To this day, I still have no idea why the man gave us wrong directions and how, why would that man have a hunting knife? How did he walk over to follow us? He must have been in on it. My friend never even told me what happened in the gas station. That's the most scary part. It must have been something pretty horrific if she's constantly changing the subject every time I bring it up. Hi guys, Brimstone here. Just want to say big thank you for watching the video today. And also I want to give a huge shout out to Insomniac for helping me out with this one. If you want to check out his channel, which I heartily recommend, his details are down in the description below. Coming up later on in the week, we will have another collaboration hopefully. And also, I'm going to do a themed list video. I'm not too sure on what kind of theme I want to do at the minute, so I thought I'd leave it up to you guys. Leave a comment in the comment section below saying what list you want to see coming up on Thursday. The one with the most votes? I will do. So, until next time, sleep tight.